This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, and welcome back to Musay and Thomas. My name is Chase Thomas, and I am a sports writer down there in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Philip Musay, he is a film director. We make up Musay and Thomas. Philip, good evening, sir. How are you? Good evening. It's what a what a soothing intro on a Friday night. I feel like that's kind of uh, it's 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 very I, I, like I feel relaxed right now, and I don't I don't think that's how. I should feel at six thirty on a Friday night. I, I want to kind of be charged up. Yeah, yeah, no, it is for sure. I'm, I'm in there. I'm in it with you. Just been trying to consume less alcohol during a, the obviously what is the most uh, has been the most dismal year uh, in a while, and not not having ever, alcohol. Right? I, I'm comfortable saying this has been the worst year of my life. Correct? Like for most people, would it would it be your worst year? I I remember thinking that the worst year of my life was the time in kindergarten where I peed myself in front of a girl that I liked. Did you that, really? that whole year was like shot. Yeah. Did she that was like the, the podcast? I have no idea where she is. I don't even remember her name, but I remember vividly that day. And ironically it was it was a, a free dress day. We had uniforms and um on the only free dress day, um I wore swimming trunks. So auspicious, <laughs> auspicious because I, of course, wet myself. Um, you were just confused. You were like, oh, right. I do this in public pools. Yeah. Yeah. Not public schools. Public pools, not public schools. I was you on like my that? way. I you was like just. that wordplay? It was good. Writer. You're Shakespeare. You're just like a regular, or maybe you're a regular David Foster Wallace. Who knows? Mm. Remains to be seen. No, that's dark. No, no. You're a, yeah. <laughs> be Shakespeare. No, I don't think uh, suicide in twenty years is a is a is a no go for me. I cannot condone jokes about suicide. It's not a joke. Okay, well <laughs> then, then your sense of humor is very British, and I'm not ready for it. I mean, my full name is Henry Charles Thomas. Oh, okay. I have a very pale okay. complexion, Philip um, Henry Charles Thomas. Yeah. Sounds like uh, a it, Dickens it's character. A, mm, it's very, very on brand for for me, I think. Very on brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is what a sad boy? What kind uh, okay. Uh curious. If if you were a breakfast cereal, what which one would you be? Hmm. I have to think about that for a second. What would you be? I think I think I probably would be, I think I'd probably be like a bowl of, of honey nut Cheerios, you know, mm, it's why 
because they're they they pretend to be good for you, but secretly they're probably going to ruin your life and your health. Interesting. A lot of people are worried. I'm about single. Haha. <laughs> Reminding the American people uh, and our foreign listeners that, and our foreign uh, the listeners. real killer, the real silent killer, Honey Nut Cheerios, high fructose corn syrup. Get some of that in your life. Can you get sponsors? Can you get them to sponsor you? I mean, yeah, for sure. What, I think breakfast corn syrup or just a both. I don't think, well, the, I think, I don't bre- think an ingredient will sponsor the podcast, but um, well, I think Kellogg is. Uh, the, I mean, they might be up up for grabs. I think they just. I think they just dropped the daily because the daily is allegedly. Um, it's too unbiased, so. Which daily? There's a lot of dailies now. You're talking about the New York Times. The version? New York Times daily, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I think they're looking for another uh slanted podcast. One that will mm. one that'll that'll champion breakfast for the amazing thing that it is, and very much not a conspiracy to get children addicted to sugar very young. I um I have an answer. I think it's Captain Crunch, Crunch Berries. Mm-hmm. Crunch Berries. Okay. And my, okay. my reasoning, my rationale, if you will, is that it tastes great. Like I, you, you meet me for the first time. I'm intoxicating, Philip. Intoxicating. <laughs> okay. Okay. The, the berries. Immediate. Very, very, um, not off-putting, but very, very abrasive. Very uh, opinionated. Very just in your face like explosive it, it, i pop oh yeah very explosive okay I pop okay off the page but leaves a lot to be desired because there there are not there are never enough fruit like the little fruit balls they're they're never enough they're only the, just those golden crispy things not where i was going with this um no i'm just saying it was just a it's it's your maybe you're just kind of a letdown in in real life i don't know is that what you're saying or maybe i'm saying it for you who's saying what just Say what you feel, Philip. I mean, so, I'm a little hurt, but continue on with your assessment. Well, it's hard because you have me at, in. it's hard because I'm sitting next to you and you have me at knife point. So uh, I, I feel like <laughs> I just need to say the right thing. I mean, that would be the wrong thing if that were the case. Um, I just don't want to no. die, man. <laughs> just don't want to. <laughs> I like my liver. Don't carve out my liver. It's in, it's, you know it's, what's it's interesting, in my best though. organ. <laughs> what's interesting? Was 10 years ago. This would be a possibility because we literally lived in the same neighborhood. That's true. That's true. I don't know how closely I would have let you to my liver with a knife, but mm. if you know, if we were if we were good friends back then, then I I might have. I might have let my one of my one of my best friends yeah. hold a, a knife to my liver. Remember when I knocked on your door and asked your mom if you were allowed to come out and play and you lied and said, um, that I had to read Camus. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. No Philip time today. Yeah. Was it in the summer? It must yeah, have been in the summer. summer. When you were doing your book club, getting ready for Harvard? Uh, I was probably indoors doing workbooks. And don't, workbooks. don't, don't, don't slander me. I'm, I <laughs> don't slander you after <laughs> what you just said about, uh, I leave a lot to be desired. You have a lot of, I'm just trying to get you to be so. honest with yourself. You just used the word. You just used the word gumption. That's <laughs> that's. I feel like 
I feel like David Foster Wallace would not use that word. So you've redeemed yourself, essentially. We should start a, a book review podcast. Just a spinoff of this spinoff? Yeah. Just the, keep... In case someone's podcast, we just keep spinning it off. <laughs> everything is derivative of everything. Just, you should do like a, the end, what is the integral of Musay and Thomas? Like, how do you, what, there are so many possibilities here. Mm. We could review interior design. Right. I mean, we could do like a how to take care of your plants, how to train your dragon. Speaking of, I learned what a like whiplash or what is it called? Uh, I've already I forget the name every time I hear it. Um, My roommate slash landlord is very excited. (laughs) 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 Roommate slash landlord. That's a that's a that's a sticky relationship, isn't it? That's like you got to be friends. You got to be friendly with this with this guy. He's you live with your landlord. You're huh, he's definitely going to be your best friend, is he? Is he not? That's hilarious, by the way. I um thank you for that. That's that's does he listen to this podcast? I hope not. I need him to. I need him to. Um <laughs> That's like saying that's that's like saying yeah my dog who's also my accountant uh <laughs> it's like okay well one is for friendship one is for survival uh or sustenance like maybe you shouldn't mix those two but if it works it works that's, yeah, it that's works cool. now it's good right now yeah. it's good right now yeah no mm-hmm. i'm happy no complaints right on brother right um, on but it's called like a uh, what is that thing called? It's above a sink in the kitchen. What a is cabinet. That? No, below the cabinet. A above microwave. The sink. A, a a a what? A whiplash? I <laughs> did something like that. Uh, uh, the interior designer listeners of the podcast can fill us in on Twitter. But um, what is it called? Whip stain? No. Um, oh, a. I know what you're talking about. It's called a, a window. No, 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 no. It's it goes through the window. It goes it, it, like it continues across light. It, I know it apparently adds value to the house. Adds value to the house. Okay, and okay. Getting warmer, getting warmer. Um, a lot love. of people do this. It's not like granite countertops, but it's like the the equivalent on uh, that other side. The other side. Uh, <laughs> chalk <laughs> i really should be on home makeover um that's what this is i thought that's what this was oh is that our next spinoff um book reviews and then that wait that's it what i thought that's what i thought we were backsplash oh a backsplash yes of is. course do you know a what that backsplash is? yes okay. that's where you that's where you can put your your magnetic uh knife strip i had one of those in my apartment and it was the best thing i had ever bought for myself is that a real Ever. thing? Yeah. You, like, uh, you know those bars that you can put across the backsplash? <laughs> Have you ever seen it? Or it's, it's like a, it's like a no. magnetic, it's a magnetic bar. So that's I learned like what a, a backsplash was this week. I learned what a backsplash was 40 seconds ago. Mm. I more should say relearned what it was because I was born knowing, but then I forgot, just like I forgot most things. Then I remember them. I mean, do your parents have that. one? Do you notice in your kitchen? We have a we have a window above our sink. I and I guess there's a, 
Okay, maybe I should maybe I should just Google this back. But do you see what I'm saying? Like I never noticed this, but apparently this is something that people who own homes notice. Let's hile backsplash. Um yeah, so no, we have a we have a window right above the sink, but I do I did have backsplashes uh in my apartments. Mm. And um uh Oh, the knife thing, the the magnetic knife strip. That was you're really you should, into you knives. Should, like I'm holding you at knife point. You're yeah. all about putting knives on your walls and your yeah. old house in New I'm York. I'm projecting. Like, I'm projecting. What is this knife thing? It's you? it's 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 October, man. It's Mike Myers month. It's Spooky time for season, if you will. The Octo- the good old October surprises uh, mm. are, are 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 coming out. But anyway, you got to get one of these knife strips because you know the little block thing that the the. <laughs> <laughs> the block thing that you put the knives in, right? Like you, you buy a set of knives, it comes in a block, right? Mm. You don't need the block because you put the strip up above the stove or above the sink or whatever. And whenever you need a knife, you just slide it off the thing. And it makes this like sword sharpening sound and you feel like a total boss. You feel like a uh, like an artist in the kitchen, just like removing the brush from 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 your from your satchel you know and you're just about to create a work of art it's it's fantastic you got to get one what invest are you talking about you're just not ready for adulthood clearly is what you're demonstrating that is right actually now. true because um i turn 30 next year and it's amazing to me that like i hear these very like my roommate slash landlord is like five years younger <laughs> it's than me. funnier the second time <laughs> <laughs> my my room, my cat who also does my he's my personal assistant <laughs> my, my, can you say it one more time please <laughs> why don't you just say your roommate why do you have to qualify with your landlord he should either be one or the other don't force but me he's to not. choose he's neither your friend nor your landlord he's just this hybrid of <laughs> he's just like you have no place in my life so uh, <laughs> you're the. I'm relegating you to this thing that is in the in the the, the ether. It is and, tricky uh, though. You choose. I found it is trickier than uh, not living with your landlord. What what advantages does it have? Uh, immediate changes to the house. If there's like anything wrong, like that person's just there, so they want to fix it too. Okay. Okay. Um, I like that. So you can go. Do to they own problems. the? Do they own the building or are they the are they the property manager? They own the house. They own the house. Mm-hmm. He oh, so you live in a house. I do. Ah, okay. Why did he buy a house if he's twenty? He's twenty six, twenty five, twenty four, twenty five. I think he bought a house. Does he mm-hmm. have a family? No, no. That family. lives in the house with you. I am his family. <laughs> well, you need to make up your mind, man. You're his roommate. You're his dog walker. You're his person who creates problems in the apartment so that he can solve them why did he buy this house i'm just trying to understand maybe i want to buy a house i'm i'm 25 to flip I, it one day i think he wants to make money off it i think he wanted to buy a house renovate it and sell it for more than what he paid and okay buy another one okay is he an author no is he a does he create does he create i'm gonna guess his career does he create physical artifacts of any sort no does he does he work is he an entrepreneur no 
Okay. Um, You're doing great. Does he enjoy his job? No. Wow. Okay. He is a he's a customer satisfaction specialist at a at an Amazon plant. At an Amazon almost. Facility. He works in logistics at a um, gas station company. Boom. Boom. Did you see that? I I basically just said I yeah no that's it I got it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. You got to get one of those knife things. I won't. <laughs> but I appreciate it. Maybe one of our listeners will. Yeah. Follow up on that. Um, do we need to talk about this movie that we are putting on the title <laughs> of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> this, <laughs> I thought we were talking about the movie. <laughs> I thought we were talking about the movie back when we started talking about interior design. Isn't that what Batman is all about? I mean, he has great taste. He lives in a well-decorated cave. I I guess. He has Um, a butler that dresses to the nines always. And he's like a slick billionaire who has a nice car. Yeah. that's Well, to set this up, we're obviously, because you can read the title of this podcast is batman the killing joke came out a couple of years ago 2016 to be specific it is based on the graphic novel written by alan moore um brian boland i believe did the the art it's one of my favorites like i love i I very much love graphic novels and this is one of my favorites and the graphic novel is perfect and this movie is not perfect and this movie has lots of problems but Hmm. um Philip, I, I need to start here. And for our younger listeners, you're going to need to put on your buds for this one. Um, yeah, because you don't want your parents to be offended by the great things we're going to say about this movie because your parents have taste. No, I, I take that back. girl have sex in this movie. Ooh, I, you know, I, yeah, I forgot about that. Wait, this isn't... this. be like, what did you think when that actually happened i was was so confused i didn't know what was happening because (laughs) i spent the first i spent the first 10 minutes of this film it the animation is it's very much like it feels like scooby-doo right it's like (laughs) the type of scooby-doo type of 2d animation where it's like oh it's just let's let's solve the mystery and oh you meddling kids and like you feel like (laughs) scooby-doo is going to come out from anywhere (laughs) and and but no like like they there are some things that happen in this film that I'm just like, this, this, this is, this is like not good. Like, obviously that I, I, I think it's very, it's, it's easy to be a critic and I don't like being a critic because I think there's some analogy where, well, you're in the game now, buddy. Yeah. I didn't mean that. I don't, I don't mean that this movie doesn't have taste. Like it's just not my, it's not my, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's something that I would only watch. At Why are you dancing point. around this? You can just say this movie is just not good. You're, uh, it's going to happen in this podcast. At some yeah. Point. Oh, like a movie. there, there, th- there are things that happen in this that I'm just like, I don't, I don't know where this came from. It feels kind of campy most of the time and very self-serious. Uh, Brian Azzarello wrote the, I think he was the one who wrote the graphic novel and then wrote the screenplay. And I looked and I, I'm not sure what other films he's written or, or, um, or worked on 
but it it felt like whatever you enjoyed about the graphic novel, you said it was perfect, like just didn't translate over to the film for me. Yes, you're right. Batgirl and Batman have sex and like, you know, you know, you know, you don't see that. But um, it was like, OK, if this is a rated R movie, let's like at least commit to some rated R elements. But it it always felt like it stopped short. And there was the one thing, the one thing that I hated about this is that there was like this implied sexual assault that that Batman that the Joker committed and at the very end he so so uh the Joker basically raped uh Batgirl and at the very end Batman and the Joker become friends I'm like Wait, do they? Uh, because they leave that ambiguous. They're laughing, but together, they're but laughing. Really but know. he's like, he's like, let well, me. I want to. He's like, I want to help you. And and meanwhile, Batgirl is like laying in her hospital bed, paralyzed. Right? Like it just felt like this movie was such a movie written without the perspective of women that it was just. It was. It was. It felt like a joke. I'm like, women. If there were women in the room, like this would not have flown at all this was just i was i had i had to stop this a couple times just to just to just to ponder um, did you really yeah man i was i was like i mean i thought that the the redeeming things if there were any for the in this film for me were you really hated this i didn't like it um the redeeming things i think were like jokers i think he was he was very eloquent i think joker had some of the best lines and he's talking about um uh losing one's sanity and uh what what it means to struggle to live in a world where classic joker stuff right like where you're you you feel like the underdog where you're not succeeding where the world is looking down on you okay like i get the philosophical angles here and and the the dialogue despite being a despicable person is fine like i don't even think uh, I don't even think Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, let alone Heath Ledger's Joker, like compares to how dastardly this this guy is. Like he he assaults this woman in cold blood, and and just is completely like I just I. <laughs> You see his backstory, right? Like you understand where he's coming from. He loses his wife, he loses his his pregnant wife, and but I just never felt any sympathy for him. Like, I, I, it was hard. Like, and I know it's a, it's a it's a it's an hour and a half animated film, and there's only so much you can do with that. But I just felt like this was gratuitous and excessive and uh, <laughs> dark in a way that um, did not provide any satisfaction at the end. What did you think, Henry? Henry Charles like, Thomas. I mean, I think there were some interesting elements. I think it's not like a terrible. I think I would have hated this a lot more if it was long, but because it's barely over an hour and it's kind of a breeze and there's not a lot going on here, um, it doesn't. It didn't bother me as much because it's just a very uh, quick. 77 minute appetizer and uh, okay <laughs> i i think that that's matters. a long appetizer <laughs> no i mean when you think about a bad movie something where 
if it's long and dark and boring, you despise that movie a lot more. But if it's a bad movie that's on the shorter side, you're like, that wasn't good, but I'm not mad about it. I wasn't yeah. mad about watching this. I thought I was disappointed. I went in with higher expectations than I probably should have. But, you know, I I do think the the conversations Joker and Batman have, especially at the end, are interesting. Uh, do you... Are you a believer in the one bad, the one bad day ideology that he believes in? Yeah, no, that's a great question. That's that. that yeah, that's a good question. Um, the, uh, yeah. So the context of that is is he, he tries to get Commissioner Gordon to turn on his sense of. He basically tries to get him to become evil and like lose his mind because he shows him the aftermath of what he did to his daughter. Um, and the response to that, I don't think was, I, I honestly don't think that that was realistic. Like he just, he went through an experience in an, in this crazy fun house where, you know, you see your daughter in this, in this state uh, and he, <laughs> And Batman comes to save him and he's like, Batman, I want you to do this by the book, by the book. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, that like you're her father and and you're saying that you want to to like, I just felt like he had the right to be a little bit, a little bit more indignant um, and that it would have taken a little more than literally six minutes to get over what he just saw and get over his rage for, for the Joker. Um, and my believer in the one bad day thing, not really. No. Um, I think it's, I think it's an interesting, like, uh, cosmic thought experiment where you're thinking about, well, if something happens, maybe that maybe one day can set off a, a chain reaction or spiral of, of successive bad days that accumulate into the change of your personality, personality into something that's irreparable. But I don't think that one bad day turns someone evil. Is, do you, what do you think? No, I think I'm a believer in certain people being predisposed to certain things. So one bad day for someone who has Joker's upbringing and personality and life experiences. Yes. Someone who has a one bad day but has had a very well-adjusted um, normal life and has a mind and brain makeup that is a lot more reasonable and understanding about like what a bad day really is in the grand scheme of things. And right. like there's just emotional stability that doesn't um, exist for some people that does for others. So I believe in the sense that there are people who are on the on the fence and are really struggling and haven't gotten help and if they have that one really bad day they lose it um for instance the target lady who was really wrapped up in the QAnon conspiracy and like remember when she was like throwing all the stuff down and uh screaming f the masks and all that kind of stuff do you remember that a couple months ago uh yeah i think i think i there's dude there's so much stuff that happens in targets that's true that I'm like, I feel like I've seen a compendium of 
that. <laughs> well, she, the lockdown plus the fact that she Florida? was diagnosed with bipolar disorder the previous year. So, like, she had a manic episode and she's a lot better now and disavowed all of that. And, like, has, was this in Florida or was I, this a different one? I don't know. I, it was probably Florida. I just assume anything like that happens in Florida. But, um, well, not, and I mean, not to be, not to be, you know, crass or anything i'm just i think most of the stuff that i've seen well that's florida man florida is, exists for a reason. yeah exactly well um, yeah but the other target stuff i've seen happen in in florida but like either pe- way. people marching through target uh, yes saying no masks and i um that's what i think is a thing where like i think some people are more prone to manic episodes where they're more they're a bigger liability to to really break but do I think it's right. the case for everybody? No. So I think he's kind of right and kind of wrong. Okay. Um, so broader question here. Chase the centrist over here. Chase the centrist and not the not the polarizing person. Okay. No. Okay. No. Not the polarizer. Um, not the person who th- leaves more to be desired per Philip Musay. Hey, I'm just keeping you honest and mm. on the ground you know is that you what never, you're doing? i don't want you to expect too much from yourself <laughs> i was gonna say like what are you you're making it worse somehow i'm just making it worse for for who for me or for for you uh me am i fired yet uh no not yet <laughs> what was my question besides are you gonna get a knife bar um what so I think DC, um, this is this is going to be your an original thought. So let me work through this. Um, when I compare DC, I don't read I don't really read comics and haven't for yeah I don't I don't really read comics. But if I compare if I'm just comparing the storytelling style of these of of this film with uh, the rest of the DC storytelling um style uh it feels very much in line with some of the other things that i've seen like it reminds me of the justice league it reminds me of aquaman um it reminds me a little bit of of wonder woman where the focus of the piece is isn't necessarily on story so much as um or I should say it's not so much on elegantly telling a, a story so much as um, just very abruptly hitting plot points to get through the film to the end and, and, and tying those plot points together with, um, with some pretty dramatic and explosive action sequences. Um, so I think that <laughs> In terms of the mark that DC, I think, sets for itself when it comes to filmmaking and animated films are obviously different than live action films. But I think, How so? well, in the animated joke, well, I was just going to explain mm-hmm. in case the viewers don't know in, in animated films, the, the actors actually say everything backwards, but in live action, mm. they, they just speak plain English, um, Sometimes they'll even speak other languages. We call those international films. Got it. Um, like but in the case, 
Yes, exactly. See, yes. I'm so glad that one of us is learning things on this. I'm a little concerned we haven't related anything to Bernadette at this point in the podcast, but we'll get there. No, 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 no. Well, let's not let's not defame Bernadette with with this. I didn't. So I will. Admittedly, I didn't enjoy this. I'm I'm sorry. Um, uh, I was I was I was saying that if, if I'm comparing this this style of storytelling, so I compared it to DC, but if I compare it to Marvel. What I love about Marvel is, is it's, I think it's, it's, I think it's incredibly hard to, to build a multiverse where characters can move in and out of each other's stories so seamlessly. Um, they've redone Spider-Man 16,000 times and each, each iteration of Spider-Man feels like a feels like there there was there was heart that went into it right it wasn't just something that sony decided to put together with toby mcguire um or or, or i should say s- slashed together with toby mcguire nor was it something that um i think it was i i think it was sony or disney that did it that did the version with andrew garfield that also felt like a I think like sony. a complete story right and then and then now with um Tom, um, is Tom Hiddleston? I always get his last name wrong. Tom Hiddleston. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Holland. Sorry. Tom, Tom Holland, who is, I'm going to watch, um, the double all the time tonight, uh, by the way. And I, th- mm. I heard he's really good in that. <clears throat> those, those films, those Spider-Man films feel like there was some very, uh, intentional, uh, c- character sketching going on there. Whereas, whereas with, um, uh, and you know what? I can say the same thing for, 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 uh, for Warner brothers, um, Batman, right. With, with Christian Bale. Um, when, when Ben Affleck joined the, the justice league, I just, I, I just didn't, I didn't connect to those characters. I didn't really care. I, I, I honestly, I enjoyed wonder woman, right. Be, um, I think, uh, I enjoy the story between, uh, capped with Steve and and um, and Wonder Woman, and I was um, I think it's I think it's awesome that Patty Jenkins is 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 is, is going to be is directing the, the one that's about to come out. Um, but I just felt connected to those characters, right? With the Justice League, it's kind of like okay, well let's let's just do what we know makes money. Let's just create. Uh, let's just use a whole bunch of CGI, just film it on the soundstage and blah 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 and then uh i think it's like the same with the suicide squad i don't know if you saw the suicide squad i did you probably did yeah it was um, shot in like three locations where they're just they for whatever reason keep are walking down that same street like for <laughs> two-thirds of this movie yeah yeah it's it's that kind of thing right it's it's the thing that i feel like dc is making their films for a very niche audience that doesn't um Maybe they they have read the comics and and they already feel bought into the stories, so they don't need the ornamentation of of great dialogue and great pacing and um uh seamless exposition. That I just didn't feel like any of that was present in Batman: The Killing Joke. Um, again, hate being a critic. Love that they made the movie. Movies are really hard to make. Uh, but this one just didn't do it for me. <laughs> no. Um, did you get the joke at the end? 
Not re- uh, not really. Run it back for me again. Okay. Where he's talking. So, he's talking. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna read the whole joke to you, and you're gonna tell me if you get this. Um, he said this, this situation reminds him of a joke about two patients in an insane asylum who try to escape by leaping over to the adjoining building. The first patient makes it across, but the second patient is too afraid. The first patient says, hey, I got this flashlight with me. I'll shine it across the gap between the buildings and you can walk across the beam and join me. But the second patient says, what do you think I am? Crazy? You'll just turn it off when I'm halfway across. And that's when Joker and Batman are laughing hysterically. Yeah, that's that's literally the last thing that happens. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Like, well, he that's actually just... how it ends in the comics, too. Or in the graphic novel, excuse me. Okay, okay, all right. Uh, still, I still don't get it. What is it that... What, it, the guy You're who... You're handling this well. Who am I? Um, I don't know, man. Is it that? Is it that Joker is the guy who goes across first, and he has the flashlight, and he's like, I don't know. You tell me. What is? What does this mean? I mean, I from my perspective, I could be wrong. It's that um, if. Batman, they're, like they're both insane. Like what he's saying is that Batman and Joker are both insane, and that by Batman ostensibly extending an olive branch, that Joker would be foolish to to do it, or he would never actually do it because they both know they can never trust each other, and they're both insane. So expecting one to trust the other by shining this light so you can jump across and that you would save each other because that's the right thing to do with two people that are just insane is not realistic. That was my takeaway. Okay. Okay. I'm not sure if I buy it because I don't think that <laughs> Batman is insane. I Batman's think... absolutely insane. What makes him insane? Okay. So... What person dresses up as a bat and thinks that they are <laughs> okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if you want to, if you want to talk about reality, then yeah, okay. Like, well, he's, he's not. Yeah, like if you sane, analyze say, but... his life choices, I think they they tend to fall on the insane kind of uh, the the insane part of uh, the spectrum. Well. But you have to, I think you look at his childhood, like his parents were killed. You can have was, a bad childhood was, and still be insane. Right. But You're his parents were killed. He was insanity. left a fortune. You're I'm not, insanity. no, I'm not. I don't, well, I don't think I happen to believe that he's not insane. I think that if we're, if we're looking at the, at Batman as a concept, the, all, all of the Batmans that I have seen on screen, uh, are, Usually always measured, very debonair, incredibly, um, incredibly cerebral, um, and very much in control. I think they are. I think all the Batmans are well adjusted, even Ben Affleck. Um, but yeah, I don't think that he's an insane character. That's like, that's like saying Tony Stark is insane. 
Like Tony Stark was a billionaire. He's a, he's a narcissist, but I don't think he's insane. I don't get the joke. <laughs> Clearly. I don't get the joke, the, but the joke gets me. The joke is getting me right now. It is taking me for a ride. Unbelievable. It, that's what I said. That's literally what I said when the credits rolled. <laughs> oh, man. Although I was, I did, the, the the thing that I did enjoy, so Barbara Gordon was voiced by uh, Tara Strong, who is a prolific animation artist. She's voiced, um, I think she voiced Timmy Turner. She's She's been in Teen Titans Go. I mean, she's been in a lot, a lot, a lot of things. Rugrats, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. I mean, she, Ben 10, her career um, just does not stop doesn't stop good for her bad great. choice here though. For her. no i mean i think um i think her character was was woefully underdeveloped i mean they just left her there in the hospital bed and let the two men go off and fight like this is cl- it, not it, it was it's never been clear to me i i think i pay a lot of attention to this uh, like spending time in 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 writers in writers rooms and uh noticing how the conversation shifts when when men are talking versus when women are talking and how like a script can be um adjusted or tailored or fine-tuned based on based on the perspective of a woman and i just don't believe i mean you'd, i'd have to i'd have to talk to 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 the writer i just don't believe that this script had any real input from women and i think that would have made this film a lot a lot better especially from a structure standpoint because barbara barbara gordon was she i mean she had i think a lot of promise as a character she uh she, she we knew that she had a crush on batman we weren't completely sure how long they'd been working together or where these emotions were coming from but clearly like she throws himself at him batman kind of uses her and throws her away like a, a ghost her essentially um she gets shot and shot by the joker and violated and and that's that must be what like 45 minutes into the movie and goes to a hospital bed and we never see her again could you imagine if no we see her credits (laughs) that's true could you imagine if in the dark night right like what could like like what if there were uh like if what if if Rachel Dawes character just never like you, you she, she just kind of disappeared right they her character is so full and so drawn out over the course of the entire film that that's partially what makes that this movie so amazing it's so great hats off to Christopher Nolan um and she's she's like one of the only pr- women um prominent women on screen in this in this film um, but nonetheless, she has a full character, uh, that I don't think that had, didn't happen with commissioner Gordon. Um, that's, that's kind of a shame. 
No. Well, our first bad movie. We did. Our first bad movie. Are we doing Spider-Man next week or are you picking something else? Because it's your turn. So you can you can elect to do Spider-Man Into the Universe or uh, Into the Verse, whatever it's called. Or uh, you can pick something else. I leave it to you, sir. Um, Let's do let's do a live action. Mm-hmm. Um, let Fast me look five at, it is. Fast five. <laughs> Fast five. Uh, we could do Shobs, Shobs versus... What is it? What are you saying? Are you having a stroke? (laughs) That's not funny. Um, Hobbs versus Shaw. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, Let's do... I've been meaning to watch this film for a a long time. Um, Let's do A Cure for Wellness. Mm. Yeah. I'm feeling feeling like I want to critique corporate America. Oh, you, I mean, if anyone was built for this critique, this, it's is, you. this is your wheelhouse. This is my wheelhouse. Oh, well. You're Mr. Corporate. I am not Mr. Corporate. You know what's amazing? Don't, is I know that's, a, that's a trigger for you. I know don't, you hate that. Don't I you, know you dare. That. Don't you dare. Okay, so here's the thing, listeners. One of the two people on this call right now works as a business consultant, and you can guess who that is. Well, none of us have been using words like square the circle or let's 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 get a higher altitude on this or what's the top level. I mean, has have you heard anyone say things like that? Have you heard anyone use any consultant speak on this podcast? What is your favorite consultant uh, adage? And by favorite, I mean you hate it more than anything on this planet. I don't know because I don't know anything about consulting. Why, why would I know? And why? Why would I? I thought I was going to get you in that. I think that was going to be an entanglement. That's what the kids are talking. How can about, you entangle me in something that I know nothing about? I know nothing. I we 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 know this is not true. If if I were if I had overheard a consultant using some terms once that that I thought maybe were um a bit a bit stilted um right hmm i i would say that uh and maybe not it's not even consultants maybe maybe just friends that i have or people i've worked with in the past who have loose ties to corporate america there's one word that i've heard them say i've never used this word but i've heard them say uh when they want to send someone an email or just get a quick response, they say, Oh, I'll ping you. I'll, I'll ping you. Ping. My dad I'll ping you. Ping. I'll ping you. I'll ping, ping me. Say I'll text you or ping I'll me. You. Ping me. I'll ping you. No, 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 no. You ping me. How about I ping you and then you can ping me back? Ping, 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 ping. Let's ping each other. That sounds yeah. terrible. I just, um, I, I, th- I'm with you. I, for those people who say it, um, I, I personally feel like, uh, just, just say text, just say, I'll email you. Um, when are you going to just embrace this? I don't understand. Embrace what? Your, your calling. What? To be a test pilot? Mm, not what I'd love I'm to be a test pilot. Now. May day, May day. This conversation is 
flying high. Well, you're going to have to remind me what I'm watching this week at some point. A cure for wellness. Yeah, yeah. A cure for wellness. You're absolutely going to have to remind me. A cure Um, for wellness. All right, Philip, you say. We can follow you on Twitter at Philip, you say. Philip with an one L. I was trying to think of a funny way to say that, but um, Philip with one L. And then you can follow me at Chase double underscore Thomas. Next week, next Sunday. We do this every Sunday. If you like my jabs at Philip Musay for having many strokes during his um, dancing around of um, what he does for a living. Um, I thought it was a filmmaker. Mm. Which, which, you know, who's asking? Because... Well, I think I should... Yeah, I think you are. Cause maybe I'm Batman. Podcast. Maybe, maybe I'm Batman. Who knows? Maybe that's why this, this film hit so hard because it portrayed me in a really bad light did it hit you hard i thought the whole point of this podcast we spent an hour saying it didn't hit you hard because you didn't like it oh it hit me hard in the wrong it it was like an uppercut to the chin like that's how like i would love to be like a defibrillator to the heart hit you know what i mean like that's those are the movies and that i love to watch but this one was just like a straight up this was a this was a punch in the temple you know um we should remake this. We, you and me, you and me, remake it. Let's remake it. Remake it. Yeah. You, no. I, didn't I just say that? We. No. Do you not. You. You're not interested. No. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. Careful, right, Philip. I have to run. You have to run, and uh, we'll be back next Sunday. It's for rock and roll. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.